0: Everyone and welcome back to Buzzing About Romance podcast. Um, it's me, Becky, and I totally kind of had a Mrs. Doubtfire. It's because we were talking about it right before we started recording.
1: It's my fault. I oh my shouldn't gosh. have mentioned it. If I hadn't um, mentioned it, it probably wouldn't have happened.
0: Yeah. Hey, Leah, how's it going? I'm good, Becky. How are you? You know, it's it's a good night. That's it's a good, good. night. Uh, the girl child went back to play practice tonight i totally skipped the parent meeting i'm like i've done that i don't need to do it again and the husband and i went down there's nothing important there for me (laughs) i signed the emergency medical form wear a mask child don't lick anybody we'll be fine (laughs) um so then we went down to the local brewery it was so lovely um anyway on this episode of buzzing about romance we are joined by author willow winters um and leah's gonna read us her bio And then we'll chat with her. Willow started writing after, after
1: having her little girl, Evie, December of 2015. All during her pregnancy with Evie, she continued to read and she only wanted to read romance. She was reading a book a day, sometimes two. In January of 2016, Willow was staying up late with Evie and just thinking of all these stories they came to her constantly so she finally sat down and just started writing she always wanted to do it so she figured why not today willow cannot be happier for making that decision that's exciting and honestly like when you're nursing or like up all night with a baby you have nothing to do but think
2: (laughs) (laughs) exactly thank you guys so much for having me um and yes for real i i and she was a cuddle bug, and she was very easy. Um, she would just lay on me, and I'm sure the lap, the laptop gave her like a nice nightlight, so, <laughs> yeah. so she could sleep with me. <laughs>
0: um, I am pretty sure a paperback once or twice might have hit a
1: child in the head. <laughs> um, that is why I have a Kindle now because I dropped books constantly on my eldest, and I was like, hmm, this probably isn't good for him.
0: <laughs> my children are older than e-readers <laughs> so therein lies that problem i think i read somewhere the first e-reader though was out like in 2005 but not really kindle or popular it's like so. the first like mp3 player it was right. not cool
2: <laughs> anyway i was we are... so happy to get an, an e-reader i mm-hmm. would literally go on ebay And try to sell my paperbacks so I could get another paperback. (laughs) They're so expensive. They are. And yeah, my husband, one Christmas, got me a Kindle with Kindle Unlimited. And I was like, this is the best. And he was like, thank God, because I can't (laughs) afford your reading habits. Um, Yeah, you know what? I think I had a similar
0: conversation with my husband. I can't afford your reading habits. You have to get a job. Okay, I'll become a copy editor. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's true. Yeah, we ran out of space cuz our house wasn't very big and so he's like you either need to get rid of books or just stop reading them. I was like, "I'll just get rid of some books." Yeah. That's just <laughs> insane. Stop reading a book.
0: Right. What is wrong with husbands? Um So anyway, Willow, thank you so much for joining us. We're really excited to have you here with us. Um thank and you, so Uh, Let's get into this a little bit. Uh, We would like to let our listeners get to know you for those who might not have read your books yet. Um, So we just some icebreaker questions uh, about your reading habits. Since we're all big readers here, we can totally relate to the book a day. It's still kind of a thing for us. (laughs) Mm, Sometimes, too. Sometimes, too. Um, So do you have a comfort read? Do you have a book that you go back to or like a trope that you go back to to read when you just kind of want to... you know,
2: I do, I do. It's always dark. Like I always pick one of the dark ones, I think because they're the most memorable for me. Cause they're so shocking. Um, I love raw by bell Aurora. I love, um, the, is it wrath or wrong? That's first. I, I by um, LP Laval and Stevie Cole. It's another dark one. I love captive in the dark. Um, I by um, CJ Roberts, I love Pepper Winters, um, Tears of Tasks. So it's always a dark one. But when I was reading, I could never, ever read more than one dark in a row. I had to go read some short smut. I had to go read some paranormal. I would go off and have like a nice light rom-com if it was really devastating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's only so much dark that I could take. You need that palate cleanser, like that exactly. brain, the
1: brain cleanser.
2: Yes. But if I'm feeling like in a rut or if i'm needing a read i always go back to my dark.
0: That makes sense. I don't have a problem reading a bunch of darks in a row um because i am a very much a rabbit hole reader like you say mm-hmm. oh hey you should check out this author and i'm like oh, okay i'll read a book by them. And then like 10 books later <laughs> i'm like oh i wasn't supposed to read all of them today or this week. <laughs> And you can always tell when I'm in the middle of um, like a rabbit hole, because it's all I tell everybody to read. Like, what are you reading? I am reading this and you all should go read
2: it right now. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's the best though, when you can just get lost. Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: There is something magical about romance. Earlier today we did We do a thing on Thursdays called Love and Lyrics, and it's a couple of bookstagrammers, and we pair books with a song. And today was Second Chance Romance was the trope. You had to pick your Second Chance Romance and a song that speaks to that book. And I went way back old school. (laughs) But I was like, this is a book that I still have a memory. It's the first romance book I ever bought on my own. It is in terrible shape. (laughs) Like... Cover is gone 30 pages are missing <laughs> but i still have it because there's something special about just romance Definitely. um so and we know that you know what was the song oh i did paradise by judith mcnaught and i figured it out today the characters if they were a lot if they were real life characters today they'd be 62 years old <gasps> that's how old school that book was it came out in 1992, but they were eight. The one girl was 18 years old in 1978.
2: <laughs> I don't plan on peaking until like 70 or 80, so they still have their romance going, <laughs> like, right? Yeah. Well,
0: and it's funny because um, I got my start reading romance with Jude Devereaux, and she and my mom went to college together, and. Oh. I said to my mom just the other day when we were chatting and I said, do you think Jude is still writing her own books or do you think she's using a ghostwriter? My mom's like, if I wrote books, I'd be writing them myself. And I was like, but she's been publishing since 1979,
2: like at least one book a year. It's probably easy for her at this point. Like just to, it's, it's also from for me anyway, it's my mommy time. So it might be part of her like it's her time. It's yeah, her routine. Things. Yeah, yeah. So, I would hope so, anyway.
0: <laughs> but I want to be—I want to be seventy-four and seventy-five and doing something I still love.
2: Exactly. Like that. Yeah, I still have to find that.
0: <laughs> you mean it's not this, Leah?
1: Well, it is. Well, I, well, because I—I've been a stay-at-home mom for since I had my oldest, and so like this past year, so last August and like the height of COVID, like I started weaving my way back into the, the working world. So it's been, it's been interesting.
2: Are you but, liking it?
1: I actually love it. I PA for an author and then I started doing yeah. some edits and then I found Becky and she's stuck with me now because <laughs> she asked me to, to come on. And I love everything about it. And I just, I love books and I love to read. So it kind of works out, but I was in that funk of, I need to go back to work, but I don't know what I want to do. Because I have an art degree, but I've never used my degree.
2: So. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. I was uh, actually – so I was a BA in neuroscience, BS in um, uh, biology, and mm-hmm. I was in a PhD program for neuroscience, and I quit. Um, I had like anxiety attacks on the bathroom floors. I hadn't taken a day off. It was horrible. Got married, had the kids, was only – Jackson Evie's mom and Sean's husband and I was like I need something for me like I'm at this point like my life did a 180 mm-hmm. and then another 180 and in both instances I was like I don't know that I'm happy with me right so um even though I loved being a stay-at-home mom oh my gosh you
1: kind of love- lose yourself in it because it's yes. like that like your identity is being that mom which I again I love being a mom and it's like that was my choice like to stay home like we made that decision together
2: but after a few years it's like i kind of need something more exactly yes yes i am you that is <laughs> that is exactly what happened and why i started writing so and i'm happy that you found the book world i did i started writing and i didn't know about the book world i was like <laughs> in a field on my own like i didn't know about facebook groups i didn't mm-hmm. know you could talk to authors M. Um, am never the owned uh trilogy is one of my favorite books ever. Thought she was a dude. Someone was like, I'm going to ask Never for a newsletter swap. And I was like, oh, Never's online? And then she said she. And I was like, I think you're wrong. And she was like, um, her profile picture. I was like, no, I think you're wrong. <laughs> and that night I messaged her and fangirled and was a fool. And she sent me back like a kissy emoji. I will never forget it never that's in my so life. Funny. And she lives like 30 minutes away.
0: Like that's we've awesome. hung out now.
2: I know, right? Yeah, I love <laughs>
0: I love that you as an author are like fangirling over other authors. I think that that's so oh, awesome.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I do it constantly. Today I fangirled. Um, Sophie and I, we sent out invitations for something for authors and Jill Chalvis
0: emailed Ooh. back.
2: I know and I was just like ah! and she was like what should I tell her and I was like I don't know I need a minute like give me a minute I just have I was, like, I was like I need a moment I just need a moment no I I
1: totally have moments like that all
2: the yeah. time
0: we we all do you know I've been reading romance since you know the 90s because I'm
2: old and um
0: look I am
2: so young though
0: that's so sweet of you but yeah. <laughs> I had an issue tonight and I referred to some like older
1: middle
0: ladies as middle-aged and as we're walking away my husband is like you know you're middle-aged right and I'm like shut your mouth no I'm not but I so am anyway um yeah you know, so I've been reading romance forever and kind of like you I didn't realize that authors like want to hear like that you love all of their books and I started doing like copy edits and beta reading and then started bookstagram and went into that world a little bit and it was so different and eye-opening and um Avery Flynn was my you know kind of Big fangirl moment because I wasn't on very long and she was like, "Hey, you know," and I was like, "Oh my god, I love your books! Like, I love them so much." Anyway,
2: (laughs) she's so sweet. She actually, I followed her on Twitter and she followed me, and I followed her on TikTok and she followed me, and like I just, you know, liked her posts and she liked my posts and (laughs) occasionally and she messaged me on Twitter. was like, I feel like we should just say hi. (laughs) Hi.
0: (laughs) She's. And she is genuinely one of the nice, nicest people Mm -hmm. like and Mm -hmm. and I think that's too something that I didn't realize. And that's part of what I hope this podcast kind of lets people know is the authors are approachable. If you, you know, love a character, they want to know they want to connect with their readers because that kind of fills up their energy and helps reaffirm that. I'm in the right place, doing the right thing, telling the right stories.
2: Exactly. It's so like inspiring and motivates me to keep going. I yes. don't know how it did. I've, I've said this before and I'll say it a million times. I don't know how authors did it before because it is scary putting mm. your work out there. Um, and every day, like I get messages like, Oh, I love this. Like, are you going to write this? I had like all of these positive things without those messages all we have are reviews. <laughs> Not every review is a good review and you don't get so like you get way more messages a day than you do reviews a day. Um, so definitely reach out to your favorite author and give them a hug. Yep. Um, they will appreciate it.
0: I, um, I have to laugh a little bit about that too, about, cause I told, I asked an author yesterday, I was like, does this character have a book yet? And she's like, no. And I said, that's okay. I'm only on book three. Um, and I have four more books after this book. So you'll be good by Friday to give me that character's book. And she's like, no, no, I won't. I'm like, Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> if only we could write faster. <laughs> I
1: honestly, cause I like, I personally, I read very fast. So like I, I can finish like a 200 page book in about an hour and a half. If I have like the time to read it and like focus, So when I'm done with a book, like I need, I need the next one. And I, and I understand there's a whole process. You have to write it and edit it and editing is, is a drawn out process. Like I, I do that. Like I get that, but it's like, I just, I need that instant gratification. Like I need it.
2: I'm like you, I hate cliffhangers. And for the last like three (sighs) years, that's all I've written is cliffhangers. (laughs) Except the the one that but, releases But this you always tell
1: people there's answer. one.
2: Yes. I give a warning. I give a warning. Now like the
1: worst couple, is yeah. when you don't and don't it know. ends and you're like, Oh my god, is there not another book?
2: The like, what first is happening? I've read my friend Natalie, who's chiclet all the way, has always ever given me chiclet. She's actually my ex-boyfriend's sister. <laughs> and I've stayed super close with her. And um, it was when I'd quit college. I'd quit the PhD program. I had jury duty, mm-hmm. which is like gross, like way to put salt in the wound. Um, I was engaged with Sean at the time, um, but I was very low. Like I was very, it was one of the mm-hmm. lowest moments of my life, like giving up my career. Like I was always the brainy one and I had just quit school and my career. Um, and she gave me 50 shades of gray did not tell me the nature of it. So I was reading it at jury duty. When I got to the (laughs) elevator scene, I looked up, people were watching, they knew what I was reading. Like I had no idea, they knew. Um, And I got to the end of the book that night. I read it from morning to night. I was sobbing. It does not say there's a book two at the end of a paperback of 50 Shades of Grey. I guess they assumed people knew. I lost my shit. Sean runs up the stairs in the basement and is like, it's okay, honey. Everything's gonna be okay. And I was like, what the like, no, she left him. Right? <laughs> he thought it was about, you know, real life. Um, so I text angry text my my friend who lived in that neighborhood. And she said, oh, no, there's a book, too. And I was like, "Okay, I'll be right there. And she was like, I'm in bed. (laughs) And I was like, I'll be right there. (laughs) You're
1: like, I need this book.
0: Literally. I I did know that Fifty Shades of Grey had cliffhangers in it. The one who did it to me, the first time it ever happened to me, was Tracy Wolf. She wrote this series about Ethan Frost. Have you read that series?
2: I haven't, no. It's complete crazy town.
0: It's a super sexy, cannot recommend it enough
2: but I'm obsessed ends... with her covers.
0: Yes, her... yes. Well, and her YA covers right now are really beautiful. Entangled is doing an amazing job on her YA covers. They but really this, are. This Ethan Frost book it ends on a cliffhanger with like a super dramatic moment. Like the girl is like shutting, has opened the door, and a man that assaulted her is at oh. the door, and you find out there's a connection. To Ethan Frost, who is her love interest between and you're like, What? And then I go and I look and I'm like, shit, the next book doesn't even come out for like six months. Um, Like, how the hell
2: does this happen? It is the worst. It is the worst.
0: But I still love her and I still read her books. So she didn't scar me forever. Just seeing her face. (laughs) I still love you. (coughs) Um, Now you always look. Yeah. Right now I always look. I'm always like, is this a duet? One of two? What what what's the deal here? Yeah. I need How to. How long know. do I have to
1: wait? Like yeah. when can I read this one? And it'd be an appropriate amount of time for the wait.
0: Mm-hmm. So and the same. So well like writing, juggling a family, but you're also a businesswoman on top of being an author. Cause you have the romance shop. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that I, that's not what it's called, though. What it's called. Big Book Lover Shop. Big Book Lover Shop. I meant to write that down because I was totally on there shopping today. <laughs> what a surprise. Well, yeah. No by July is over. It's um, <laughs> true. <laughs> so um, you have your shop, which has some amazing romance reader swag. Totally Thank everyone should you. check it out. Um, so you write by day. You have the romance swag shop. And then... You also are running um, your charity, and we'll get yes. to the charity here in a minute. But and you have a young family; like you have. How littles. do you do it?
2: Like I employ a lot of people. <laughs> like my husband works with me. After my first year, I wasn't quite at a year yet. I was making his. He was a chemist, and I was making his yearly salary in a month while being a stay-at-home mom alone with Jackson, and Evie. And he was driving an hour to work and an hour and a half or more sometimes to get home. So I was home alone with these, the two young kids for 12 hours a day sometimes. And sometimes he would even miss the kids. Like he would wake up and Jackson mm-hmm. was still asleep and he would come home and the kids had gone to bed. Um, so I begged him, I was like, there's potential here. There's a lot of potential. And I was loving it, obviously. Like It was like low-hanging fruit, just writing all of these books that I absolutely loved and publishing them. I didn't know crap. I didn't know crap about crap. It was a very steep learning curve. I started by making my own covers, which were awful, um, like not knowing how to do ads. Again, even when I started writing, I didn't even know about Facebook. Um, so I was I was learning still, but I needed more time. And I love a challenge. I love a challenge. When I started writing, I just wanted to go to Dunkin' Donuts without having to ask my husband if it was okay, because we were so broke. Yeah. Um, like, like they always say, you know, or when I grew up, what everybody always said is, go to high school and don't think about boys. Go to college and get your degree, and then get a husband, and then you can have kids, and you know, your career will be set no like I had to choose between career and being a mom and what was like the most ironic part is that in the neuroscience I was uh, for cognitive development was my specialty which is all of the ways you can fuck up your kids like so obviously my husband I wanted me to be a stay-at-home mom but I wanted to be in academia where if you leave you're screwed yeah
0: right you have to start over when you want to come back
2: Exactly. So I was running myself ragged, knowing the two do not like these do not go together. Um so my goodness, I forgot what my even my my point even was. I was like brought back to that moment, which was a horrible moment to realize. Um, but I love challenges. I love the challenge. And when I realized there was potential, um, I asked my husband. To, to quit his job, which he did. Um, so he is now my like business partner. Anything that comes through that I don't understand, I'm like, you should do this <laughs> because <laughs> I'm not going to, but it seems real important. Like taxes, <laughs> like, <laughs> you should do that. Um, I have a literary lawyer who goes through every contract that I get for everything and creates my contracts for things. I have Sophie who's my, um, my PA and she has an assistant herself because I give her so much. Um, I have social media, Um, Gemma, who goes and monitors my Facebook groups, like letting people in and making sure when people ask questions, if I don't see it, it gets answered. I have two PRs. I have a graphic designer who I speak to almost daily because I do so much with social media and I'm constantly doing things. And I have Lauren who lives four houses down and ships all my stuff for my big book lover shop. (laughs) Uh, Like, it's just, it's a lot of people and I'm always growing and I'm always looking for more people that I can delegate to. But in the beginning, I didn't want to. I was afraid um, to give up any type of control and for things to go wrong and to not be able to have the time to, to show people how to do things. And now that I think back, I wish I had told myself in the beginning, you don't have the the time and the money to not bring somebody on and help you. Because I should be writing. It should be what I'm doing and what I'm focusing right. on.
0: Right. But it's a matter of trust and letting yeah. go and, you know, hoping that, the right
2: people. Right? Well, that's
0: the big thing. Like, finding people you
1: can trust. Finding people, yeah. like you feel comfortable like giving this power to in a sense
2: mm-hmm. and there but, are two books that i would really recommend um to people who are hoping for that and that's tribes i don't know who writes it <laughs> <laughs> that maybe it Seth something or seth something writes essentialism uh those are two books i should probably have known those titles before that's okay
0: that. i'll link them in our show notes i'll search around and find Perfect. them and link Perfect. them in our show notes for everybody yeah. um it's it's hard because you know like with this podcast and our website and everything it's um leah you know i'll i delegate stuff over to leah and she's like okay i got it and then i'm like when we first started working together i would be like um you sure you got it she's like (laughs) "I, i got it and i'm a control freak and and like you i it's i got burned by somebody and then you know you have to Put yourself back out there to trust someone new and you know, it keep took your some time pressed. and some some learning curves, but we're on a good
2: We on are. Good... Once you find your people, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm.
1: It is. That's and the biggest thing is like finding your, your people. Like
2: mm-hmm.
1: you will always come across people and I mean you can't get away from that, but it's like finding the the right ones that mesh the best with you.
2: Yes. And it's such a
0: good feeling when you do find them. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. No, I agree. Um, and when you find that moment that you're like, okay, these are my people. And if people have to leave, it's okay to be like, you know what? Thanks. But mm-hmm. we, you know, it's better if we move on. And that's a hard lesson too, to learn. I think as women, we just want to be
2: like, oh no, everything's okay. We'll, we'll make like, it work. Yeah. But there's is- a lot in our culture that sets us up, sets us up to be people pleasers. And to nurture and to forgive as opposed to prioritizing ourselves. Yes. For sure. So,
0: okay. So, I mentioned um, your charity, and this is kind of what um, brought me to you because honestly, I I follow you on social media and I I love your pictures, and your stuff is fun. And I also have a profound respect for one, you have one of the kindest hearts Mm -hmm. in romance. Oh, thank you. Like, I am in awe. of just what a amazingly kind and generous soul that you are. Um, I see you building up
2: a lot to me. That really means a lot to me.
0: Well, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart because I see you like you support other authors, you help push them, you know, like if they're having a release party, I see Willow Winters there. If I, um, I go on social media and I see you sharing other authors works and stuff like that. And it just, it's, sometimes, you know, in a group of women, there can be not kindness and not building each other up. And I, I think it was Leah, but it might've been one of the other girls. I said, if I can be as kind and as generous as Willow Winters, then I think I made it. Like, <laughs> there's just, you, You're your speaking. heart is just beautiful. Thank so, you. um, and so when I was so one day I was like, okay, I have to find out more. I've read a few of your books. I was like, I have to find out more. So I went stalking on your website because that's what I do. Because that's, that's what really, she does. I'm really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw your Live a Thousand Lives project. Mm-hmm. And um, all of us have different stories of like our grandmothers and their books or our moms and their books. And my mom um, is in her late 70s and she's a huge audiobook listener. I'm very lucky. We live in an area with an amazing digital library for audiobooks. Like, lady does not want <laughs> for audiobooks, um, but that isn't always true for everybody. And there's also accessibility and cost and such. Mm-hmm. And the more I dug into Live a Thousand Lives project, I was just like that much more impressed with you, there, sister. I was like, what? So tell us, where did the inspiration for this come from?
2: So hopefully I don't cry. <laughs> it's okay. been a, a long time since I've said it out loud. Uh, before COVID, uh, my grandfather, who is a very important person in my life, like my um, family, it's a broken home, um, both remarried, very, um, very polar. Um, it was fucking awful. <laughs> it was horrible. And my grandfather, I never thought that I would have a wedding uh, because they hated each other so much. Um, like restraining orders, arrests, things of that nature, lots of like horrible situation, which I think is actually very common also. Um, Like a lot of people can relate to a lot of the things that I went through. And I grew up thinking I would never have a wedding. And at my graduation, my grandfather, who's my stepmom's father, and they're the closest grandparents I ever had. And my grandmother still reads my romance novels. And every time I see her, she says, but did you bring a book? If you don't have a new one, does your friend have a new one? And does your friend, <laughs> is any of my friends? <laughs> um, so she she loves romance novels and is absolutely supportive and blunt. She tells me when she doesn't like my cliffhangers. Um, <laughs> and at my graduation, you know, it was it was kind of known, like my father would not come up to my mother. My mother would not come up to my father if I was there. And my grandfather came up while I was with friends and my mother, and he said, very kind to her. And like, I'm so proud of you and came over. And then my father came over and it was it was a very nice moment where I had met, um, you know, I had I was at college graduation, not high school graduation. I had met Sean and I thought in that moment, maybe I can have a wedding. And it was the only moment and um, the year uh, before COVID, she developed ALS out of nowhere. Okay. Um, my stepmom is very young. She's only 10 years older than me. So he's very, very young um, out of nowhere. And he quickly declined by, um, you know, it was Halloween, a little bit before Halloween when we were told and before Christmas he was gone. Um, and we just, we, I watched him decline and I I was horrific to watch. ALS is a horrible, um, horrible disease. Perfect, yeah. um, and witnessing that was very difficult and i didn't know what to do i'm a doer i'm an acts of service love language and i just thought what do i do like there's there's so very little um and then COVID happens and i mentioned lauren earlier and she ships items for my shop i'm very close to her she's actually natalie my 50 shades of gray ex-boyfriend's sister her best friend and i'm very like we're all good friends we all live in the same neighborhood and before this neighborhood our old neighborhood we lived in together. (laughs) Um, so we've been very close for over a decade now and her father right before, um, Thanksgiving slipped and fell and he just, he was on his own. He was really dirty old man, very pervy. Um, he had boob cuffs, cufflinks, like totally my guy, like he would make dirty jokes, (laughs) was always the life of the party. Um, and all he did was slip and fell. And he was having difficulties with things. And she was trying to get um, Medicaid and Medicare, like between the two, like, what do I do? She moved him into her house because she had um, stopped working to be a stay-at-home mom. She was only working with me. He was in the basement and she would be upstairs with her daughter. And um, he slowly declined, declined, declined. And then COVID happened. And she was still waiting on help. And they said, we're going to stop coming because of COVID, unless it's life or death. And again, I thought, what can I do? And it was very reminiscent of what my grandfather had gone through. And this was not a disease. This was just he slipped and fell. And he was also very young. Um, And um, within a month, it was life or death. And they came. Um, And during that time, I remember thinking, like, how do I help my friend? This is my friend who was wondering if she's doing enough. And she's also acts of love like definitely acts of love, uh, acts of service, love language. Her husband is the same as mine, which is quality time. And neither of us values follow- <laughs> quality time. So when they come into the room when we're working and they're like, so what you do, <laughs> we're both like, I will murder you. <laughs> like, <what are> you- <laughs> um, just had to lighten that up a little bit there. Um, but I was thinking, what can I do? And I said, well, what about books? What about books? And she was like, well, you can't really hold a book anymore. And I said, iPads, we can give iPads. And she said, well, you can't really. Move it and I thought audiobooks. Because he was just sitting there watching TV and I thought audiobooks. And I started it and it didn't I didn't get it in time. Um, I didn't get it in time for my grandfather, I didn't get it in time for her father. But I just thought it hit me out of nowhere, it hit her out of nowhere. There are I started looking into statistics and you know, when I'm older and statistically I will go through something like that. I hope that I have audiobooks so that I can slip into another life and I can live through that when I'm not in the right moment or in for my own body. Um, so it was really important to me to get that up and running, and um, it is up and running. Um, and we have donated to hospitals and um, there's so many health benefits to just listening to audiobooks. Um, some programs and um, I forget which uh, healthcare facility it is that's doing it, but for Alzheimer's patients, they're using it for memory retention. And not only that, um, but shortly, hopefully very soon, we're going to start also donating children's versions to pediatric units and for neonatal units because just hearing the cadence of a voice reading to you can be very therapeutic. Um so I do have very big plans for it. Um and if you're listening, um Keep This Promise is a collection. Um eight authors, including myself, I'm doing these collections consistently in the romance community and all proceeds um go to it. It's like it's either three ninety nine or four ninety nine. I should know this since I'm the one who we, published will, it. we will we will link it in the show notes. We will link it. They're all also standalones because I know that we all hate cliffhangers and I'm like, I want everybody to love these. Um, so yeah, so um, so that's that's what I do. I, I have the, oh, I didn't even say what I do, do I? Did I? I think that's how it came to be. That's okay. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I fund these audio devices via romance collections and the devices, you can buy a romance one if you'd like, um, but for every one that's purchased or for any money that comes through from the charity collections of romance books, uh, we donate reading devices to healthcare facilities and hospitals that are equipped with um, over 50 novels, including Alice in Wonderland, Moby Dick um all sorts of classic novels, not the raunchy romances, although you can buy the raunchy romance one. <laughs> it's red, not blue. Um and that way, um yeah. So I hope to have also SD cards to have different um more variety yeah. so that they can keep getting audiobooks and that's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing.
0: I was um I'm first of all we have a listener and a member of our uh the Buzzing About romance tribe and she is um has had a spinal cord injury happen and um we were just talking today that um she cannot hold mass produced paperbacks um it's very hard with the dexterity in her hand from um her accent and she was like that's amazing that there is this charity um because she goes people don't realize that It's, you know, if you have problems with hands, arthritis can stop you from, you know, holding a book. So
2: she wanted me to mention that. Even an iPad can be difficult at times when you start to lose that mobility or if it's just painful to have that, that lack of dexterity. Yeah. um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. My mom has rheumatoid arthritis and something else. And like, she has days where her fingers are so swollen that like, she, she has trouble like doing basic things. So something like that. Like, I mean, she's still, she's in her Mm sixties, well, late sixties, but so she's getting to that point where like, it, it might become an issue where like, she doesn't get that back, like that movement, that dexterity. Thank Something goodness like that would be amazing for,
2: audiobooks. for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Escape them and audiobooks. And uh it's not even just easy on the body, it's great for the brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um,
0: okay, so tell everybody, and you kind of hinted at a little bit, but how can listeners donate or get involved with the Live a Thousand Lives project?
2: Well, if you love books, either paperback or ebook, uh, we do these collections seasonally. I try to do them seasonally. Having Cody, I totally miss spring.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, it happens, uh, or miss summer, rather. I'm sorry, Um, but or one of the two. I don't even remember. Or I maybe both. Awesome right now, yeah. So I think I miss spring. Um, but uh, seasonally, we do charity collections. They're only three ninety nine or four ninety nine. I. I literally can't remember anymore um but they're all standalone novels and it's usually like uh 30 to 40 dollars worth of romance novels for a very small price Uh, the authors win because you get a taste of their books and they're all fabulous and standalones. um you know the charity wins because that money goes straight towards the um audio devices and you win because you get books um or if you want one of the devices you can go onto livea live a thousand lives.com and you can order yourself either a classic in blue which has like the alice in wonderland movie dick or you can order a red and for every one two of the um classic ones are donated so it's it's great and you could just if you don't want anything and you just want to make a donation you can do that as well on the site um but i i I really love it, um, and I'm hoping that I can do more with it. It is like the children's is kind of like the next next level. Um, that would be so, amazing. It would uh, my,
0: be. My 18-year-old had some health issues, and we spent a lot of time in hospital, and there were a lot of times that we were um, IVs. You know, people don't think about it, especially when they're like four, five, and six, and as a mom, you know, you can read the storybook to your child, and but if their hands are like, gauzed and tape and you know they can't play the ipad and the ipad wasn't really there when he first (laughs) was because he was diagnosed in infancy so ipads didn't come around till several years after he was already diagnosed but you know just to be able to put on an audiobook for a child that's in a room just to have some noise that isn't a tv while they sit there and they play or just to have a story you know. as a mom that spent a lot of time in a hospital room. That would be amazing.
2: <laughs> we just donated. Um, I did a collection with Kennedy Fox. And we just donated 25000 to the Ronald McDonald House. Because oh, her God. son when he was born. Was it her son or daughter? This is her story, not mine. Uh, but she spent time at the Ronald McDonald House. And I volunteered in high school at a Ronald McDonald House. Um, so I don't know. Uh, just hearing... Yeah. About um, the hospital made me remember that. But yeah, Ronald
0: McDonald House is amazing. We didn't actually do a lot with Ronald McDonald House just because we were one of us had to be with with him. So we didn't I didn't really leave that kid side. Um, But (laughs) I don't blame you. (laughs) My husband tonight, he was like, you're a bit of a helicopter mom. I'm like, fine. I wear that badge proudly. Mm -hmm. Um, So advocating for others is something that you also do in just your day to day life. Like, um, so you're advocating for accessibility here with the speakers, but you also do it just in the romance community, advocating for, you know, truth and honesty and yes. you know, building everybody but, up. But it's
1: always with grace. And I think that is the biggest thing, is cause there are so many that that don't do that. And it comes across not in a good way, but like anytime you are advocating it is always with grace.
2: I try to. I, it's, it's very difficult um, because, and from a public relations standpoint, you know, they always say not everybody knows everything. So you have to deliver a message asking for something while trying to educate, while also being kind, because you don't know if people are currently educated. And there's only so much that you can provide in a single post or a single, like, so it's, it does become like, I, I don't want to be pushy or aggressive, but at the same time, like I do feel a need to speak out because I have a platform and I I want to make certain things known and if it can help, mm-hmm. if it can help. And uh, I especially was moved during COVID, um, during black lives matter, um, thinking about my children and seeing, a lot of things that were happening and just concerned for where we're headed so that my right. my kids do have a, a good life and they're already gonna have a better life than I had than my husband had. Um, I spoke a little bit about my upbringing. Um, I'm currently no contact with a, ma- a majority on my mother's side of my immediate family because of abuse and finally facing it myself. Um, and I think you know it took me to this point in my life where I have such stability and so much blessings in my life that I can finally breathe and take a look and say, yes, this is toxic and this is abuse. And I, I can't have my kids around it.
0: Mm-hmm. So when
2: I see it in the community or I see something that is so very obviously a problem and that could affect all of us or our children or the people who our children fall in love with, if I can say something now to prevent disaster from occurring later on. I want to, so that if anything happens later, I can say I did what I could Mm -hmm. and I'm still trying. Like I told, um, my PR, I want to be Betty white with Batman, like mixed, like (laughs) like when I'm older, (laughs) I want to be the Betty white Batman version. And, um, you know, there's always somebody who I'm going to upset, but I'm not doing it for them. And like my therapist says, I've also started going to therapy. It's okay to be uncomfortable. People don't like mm-hmm. to be uncomfortable, but you know what we should be at times we should be uncomfortable and that anger and sure. that sadness and the things that we call negative are not negative. They are productive if only we can own them. So well,
0: you can only have growth out of un- being uncomfortable. Exactly. You will never grow. You will never change. You'll never evolve because you need that discomfort to know that you have to change and move forward you know it's no different than if your leg falls asleep obviously that's uncomfortable you have to get up and move exactly so you have to
2: grow um, i love that analogy i absolutely love that analogy um that's just you know off the top of my head
0: anyway. <laughs> do not roll your eyes at me leah
1: i did not roll
0: my eyes at you, you i shook should. my head <laughs> um okay so well tell us what is next um i i think it is you want me which by the way has one of the sexiest covers we have seen in a minute but the banner is just a That's, little high
2: it got me blocked on tiktok for four days because the so cute.
1: the banner
2: Yeah. It's still an appeal. I appealed it. I'm hoping that they just put it up and it was like, how do you know that this office romance is going to be sexy? And then I move away and it's the cover. (laughs) It's just, I mean, you don't see anything. You don't, you don't at all, but I use the peach emoji and I feel like it's a robot because it didn't even go live. So that's why I'm appealing it. But yeah, it's off sexy office romance. Tell me you want me my first standalone in forever. Um, and really, I just needed some some death sex. I was yeah. like, let's go. I look like, like some good desk sex. Yeah, it's the summer. We're all relaxing. Um, I've, there's been a lot of heaviness. And I was like, I just need something sexy, something light, something fun. Um, it's obviously going to have, you know, I like my damaged heroes. I like a little bit of, you know, gut punches here and there. Um, but I wanted to keep it like, just good feels like good vibes I'm um, fast-paced like I usually do so yeah
0: it's yeah. sexy I'm going to need that paperback Leah just so we're all clear <laughs> and luckily it's not in July so I can buy it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do like that cover that cover I saw that and I was like god oh, damn this is a cover
1: like that's Which- one of those covers you're like even if I've never heard of this author I will read that book
2: I'm a cover whore and I oh, love, I love covers. So yeah. when I saw that picture, I was like, I just need the right book for this. Like, and it came. Is that when you infinite. held on that you were yes. like, this is mine. No, like,
0: else I need to write this. a
1: book for this picture. Finally,
2: I was like, I can't use this as a teaser. I was looking for teaser images. I was like, this is too good for a teaser. I was like, this needs to be something. Like it has to be something. And Lori, <laughs> who I speak to almost every day. Today's actually her birthday. Um, I sent her like eight things and was like, just ignore me today. I'm just putting this here so don't forget (laughs) because of my mommy brain. (laughs) Um, But I sent it to her and I was like, can we please make this work? Um, And then when it came to the actual bum, because the photo itself, there is no banner. Right. So you see full bum. And I was like, I wonder if this is going to get me kicked off Amazon. And she was like, let's put a banner on this (laughs) like let's not destroy your career so that you can just use an image I still it's okay to be blocked good. on tiktok for four days but i can't get kicked off of amazon but right that's I, I the had important to,
0: one i had to laugh because my first thought when i saw it was how is she getting away with this on amazon because the amazon doesn't even uh, yeah. like nipples there's no nipples there's
2: like a butt dimple
0: or there's a back no dimple crack
2: like you can't really see the crack at all so it's just glowing like
1: the banner is perfectly placed
2: yeah (laughs) huge (laughs) kudos
0: (laughs) huge kudos to your cover designer and graphic artist there for
2: thank you perfect
0: banner placement (laughs)
2: yes Lori is amazing
0: hashtag
1: Perfect banner placement. Placement.
0: (laughs) Okay, Willow. So we are going to ask you one of our buzzing about romance conversation cards, and she is not prepped for this. She does not know what is coming her way, and it's not a bad one. Leah, you worry too much about me when I'm. Well, I the
1: taco one. I get kind of (laughs) nervous.
0: I'll tell you the taco one, Willow. But that's not your question. The taco one was: Which way do you lean when you eat a taco?
2: I lean left. Okay, is it the same way you
0: lean when you give a blowjob?
2: It is, yes. Yeah, see, see, easy question, Leah. That's an easy one, yeah, right. I was like, think.
0: she was completely like gobsmacked. She's like, "What are you asking people?" I'm like, well, okay. But also the fact that it doesn't work that way for me. Well, that's
1: your problem,
0: not a me is problem. It,
1: is it my problem though?
0: I oh. mean, well. <laughs>
1: i'm sorry michael
0: okay so <laughs> my michael took his headphones off for a minute
1: so we're safe no i wasn't talking about your michael i was talking about my michael so willow you oh yes both our husband's names are michael
2: that's what i'm gonna say oh my gosh that's so but, cute though
1: but <laughs> let me tell you the fun story so i i've told this story like six times so becky was telling her michael a story about my michael and she's like, you know, Leah's husband. And he's like, Michael? She's like, oh, yeah. She forgot his name. Forgot his name. <laughs> they have the same name. And she it forgot happens. it.
2: That's the easiest one. Like, <laughs> I know. And it's not like
1: it's a weird name. It's like the most
0: popular name for 30 years running. Right? Okay, Miss Willow. Here's your question number 37 of the Buzzing About Romance conversation cards what book series it can be yours or somebody else's do you wish they would turn into a tv series
2: i have to use mine sorry okay. everybody else. no uh, but merciless i am like stuck on this that merciless series the merciless world it needs to become a tv series i passionflix netflix hbo like no it
0: needs to go to hbo because HBO. it is <laughs> it's only HBO. With, hbo right yeah
2: yeah hbo uh, i think like- is the only ones that could do it right I would like, I am dying to see it in cinema. I actually looked up how much it costs per episode to create Peaky Blinders. Because I was like, Piggy Blinders kind of has the same type of atmosphere, the same type of effects, like the violence is there. I was like, how much does this cost per episode for me to make my own damn pilot episode? Because I am tired <laughs> of- like, like I'll just do it myself. Yes. It's a million and a half dollars though. So I'm going to have to sit on my little, my not high <laughs> horse. You might have to save a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to save a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's You might want to send kids. your kids to college first. Yeah, exactly. Before Miss you a make a pilot TV show. Yeah. <laughs> so, but every time I talk to my agent, I'm like, so Merciless Series TV show, because it's so cinematic. I feel like it could be, it's wide, it's got a wide audience to it. It has a wide appeal with and the it, mafia acts aspect of it, so. And there's
0: enough supporting characters, too, that mm-hmm. it keeps it interesting and engaging and going, it's not going to just be... It's not going to be, like, a two-hour movie. There's enough, like, different intricate pieces that can come in and characters that can come, you know, from left field that could be brought in. Yeah, you no. should pair up with a screenwriter
2: and, write and talk
0: to them about writing a pilot episode. And then, and then you shop. could shop it out. That
2: I might think, be cheaper. And I think, like, we should production. also probably weave in some of the other people's stories into that pilot episode like hint at them at least yeah have, like some spin you know, timelines yes yes so yeah I need to talk to my agent about yeah. a screenwriter and yeah. Getting that. yeah that might be like a little That'd less cheaper than a pilot episode <laughs>
0: right mm-hmm. and Sean can thank us later for not spending sure. all your money
2: yeah. <laughs> literally say, the other just day just do the pilot yeah. I have an app that I'm making that I'm spending all of the money that he wanted to use for a beach house on. I are walking downstairs and he was like, when this is done, you need to stop spending money. And I was like, but what about the video game? And he just turned around and I just shot downstairs. <laughs> he was like, you are not, are you? I was like, no, not yet. <laughs> not I'm yet. Not. Okay. Well, you'll have to keep
0: us up to date on the app that you're developing when you're ready to talk about it because that sounds I, exciting
2: right now in the uk it will be live in canada this week it's called Revel, romance and stories um and it's a fun like a reader app where you create a reading nook with items from my shop you develop an avatar and you can dress with things from my shop and other things as well um and then you create meet cutes you choose uh like different That's options so for what he says what he whether or not you kiss whether or not you touch um, and then you vote whose book boyfriend is better and you get more points to level up and get more things. And it's a lot of fun. And it does recommend books based on what your choices are. Ooh, nice. that. yeah.
0: That's awesome. Okay. Well, make sure you send us all that information and we will, when it comes live in the U S we will happily promote that for you. Cause that's exciting.
2: Mm-hmm. I love um, it. I'm addicted to all these things. <laughs>
0: and your husband's probably
2: like could you just
0: write books
2: let's stop spending like, money yeah. exactly he's like could you stop like i i want to be beach- he wants a beach house so bad but every time we get extra money i'm like but he can go towards this
1: he's like stop <laughs> being so like productive yeah
2: he's like can you just relax if you stop spending money we can take a vacation at a beach house
0: <laughs> you could be like okay listen dear you and the children can go to the beach house (laughs) i'm taking a mommy vacation there you go that might be the benefit of a beach house tell him well because i know you are in um florida so i guess a beach house makes the most sense oh
2: why did i think you were in florida
0: (laughs) just so you know i have you in florida
2: i am pale as can be so well you live
0: in florida just so you know yeah. In Becky's world, at least. Good,
2: um, Delaware beaches, though.
0: Delaware does have beautiful beaches, and you're not far from the Jersey Shore either.
2: Yeah. And from so. Maryland, from Ocean City, and uh, Jersey. Or did you say, no, you said Maryland, right?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, I said, or Jersey Shore, up on, into Jersey.
2: Yeah. Which so. the other one? No, it is Jersey that I'm thinking of. Rocks. There's lots of rocks. Yes. Yeah. 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 But there's also a place called the Mad Hatter. It's delicious. i have lake
1: erie i go to the beach at at lake
0: erie (laughs) i was gonna say i can get to like three lake great lakes in a few hours does that count
2: no beaches
0: (laughs) beaches. um the ohio river is a couple hours from me i'm a couple hours from everything (laughs) right (laughs) pretty much just
2: living um willow thank you so much for joining us
0: for this episode of the podcast
2: this was wonderful thank you guys so so much for having me I loved um, it
0: you are welcome Peck anytime Um, we appreciate you so much and we will link on our on the shelf show notes about how you can donate to Live a Thousand Life projects and also um, with some of the book recs that Willow gave us this evening so thank you you so much did you write them down I I totally did a list (laughs) I love lists (laughs) anyway Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. So um, that was delightful to chat with Willow. She, is so, she is so gracious. She's so gracious in that charity.
1: Honestly, like this, the reasoning behind it, I all, no joke, I almost started crying. And,
0: yeah. yeah. You can just tell she has a passion for it. I'm excited. Um mm-hmm to talk about it, and we will link it on our on-the-shelf show notes. So if you want to donate or buy your own speaker, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get into our rundown, I think that us as a Roma a – Roma. <laughs> what the heck? is a romance reader's podcast, we would be admi- – <sighs> uh, Oh, <my> God. <laughs> We would be remiss. We would be remiss if we didn't talk um, – a little bit about the RWA Vivian Awards. Yes. So a week ago, Saturday, um, they held their 2020 Virtual. Virtual Vivian Awards. Now, they did not do any awards. So in 2019, there was a big blow up. 2018, Kennedy Ryan won for the Romance Writer of the Year. That was the first time she was the only black person of color um, that had been nominated in 2019 and then she did win
2: mm-hmm. um,
0: but then when they started looking there were Asian Island Pacificer, um authors that had written best-selling books that were in their own voices that did not get nominations there were other women of color who did not get nominated for awards so it created this All of the authors came together and said, this can't keep happening. We can't keep whitewashing the romance writers. And so there was a mass exodus. And then the Romance Writers of America came back and said, okay, we can do better. They created diversity training and um, changed how they judged the entries. They actually used romance readers and people that work in the industry to judge the books. And I personally judged the first two rounds. Um, And I had to take the diversity training in order to judge in the first two rounds. And there were three rounds. Um, So they held their award ceremony last Saturday. And it is not without controversy. Of course not. So um, the winner of the spiritual romance award was um an author it was called at love's command by karen whitmeyer it opens with a depiction of oh my gosh of the wounded knee massacre that some readers and authors have criticized as romanticizing the killing of indigenous americans the publisher of this book was bethany house a christian evangelical publisher um so, yeah, how this yeah. book won and we had diversity training, I do not know. How did it even make it past round
1: one? Right? Um, I mean, I'm pretty open to reading most everything. Like I have a pretty open mind. like I I get why people write controversial things, but at the
0: same time, no. She wasn't even trying to write controversially. Like, yeah. so my understanding is in order to fall into the spiritual romance category, there had to be some character arc and change of character without the intervention of others. It has to be a spiritual change. And, um, So the book opens with Hanger leading the U.S. Army 7th Cavalry as it confronts the Lakota Lakota, Lakota Sioux at the Wounded Knee, South Dakota. He is grounded by a verse from the Psalms as the cavalry demands the Lakota's weapons. And that's when Whitmire writes, a medicine man began chanting, stirring up defiance. And a Lakota man fires his gun. Hanger, the male lead, gives the order and unleashes the Calvary on the Lakotas. As the prologue comes to an end, Hanger asks God for forgiveness. And this is the book that won. Really? We can do better.
1: We can. This is them doing better, though. Like, that's, that's a questionable, like that was the whole point of everything like this is not better
0: genocide like basically that is an opening an opening scene of genocide in a romance novel
2: it should have been thrown a freak out
0: like how did that get published well i mean anybody can publish anything we've seen that but yeah but still this is a christian publisher and it aligns to their version of history but as white a version. Christian,
1: like I am a Christian, I have no qualms about admitting that, but that is not something that's okay with me as a Christian.
0: As a human, at the very basics of being a human, we yeah. do not need to write stories like this anymore. We do yeah. not make him a rancher that loses a cow and has to come face to face with a damn bear or a coyote and have his reckoning. I mean, I can get that, but there were Or so- even, like,
1: if, if he has this, like, moment, like, it's a, like, a bad person, like, a, a rancher that, like, is attacking his ranch or something. Like, just have, like, a just a person.
0: Why? Like, why? So the RWA released a statement with their thoughts on this. And basically, they held the ground and said they didn't do anything wrong. Um They said this is their statement. I got it off their website, and I will link it in our on-the-shelf show notes. The 2021 Vivian Award winners were announced Saturday, July 31st, and we congratulate the finalists and winners of this inaugural award. While we celebrate the winners, we are aware that one of the contest categories has come under criticism. Romance with religious or spiritual elements as a subgenre of romance requires a redemptive arc as a genre convention. Essentially, the characters can be redeemed by human means only through their spiritual /religious awakening. Can they find redemption for their moral failings and crimes against humanity? According to its subgenre convention, the book in question finaled and won that category. For our inaugural Vivian contest, we saw a diverse finalist list class. We attribute this to the detailed rubric and required DEIA training, which was their diversity training, implemented to make the contest equitable. As part of the training, Vivian judges were instructed upon reading to, uh, upon reading a contest entry to report and perceive objectionable or harmful content to the staff. RW. A staff did not receive any complaints from the 13 judges who read and scored this entry. While encouraged by diverse inaugural finalist class, we do recognize that we will continue to analyze, refine our process to ward against perpetuating harm. We regret any harm experienced by the romance community. Our Vivian Judge Task Force is now charged with assessing the overall effectiveness of the contest to include the contest process, rubric and entry and judges guidelines. Once the review is complete, the task force will provide recommendations on how to improve the contest and identify and manage potentially harmful content at the earliest stages in the contest life cycle. Life cycle. The Vivian task force will be headed by task force chair director at large, Jackie Renee. All I can say is I now know of at least 30 romance authors who have left. They had actually left before this just because of the way the RWA was handling the whole Vivian Award piece of things. Yeah. But honestly, if any of our romance writer friends get out, do not associate with this organization. They are perpetuating harm.
1: That's just, I don't, I don't even have words for that. Like, um,
0: honestly. Obviously, your diversity training didn't work. Obviously. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think they should just go away. I will link the Washington Post story and the RWA's response on our on the shelf show notes, and you can make your own judgment. <clears throat> but Twitter's been um, alive, a tweet, a twitting, a twitting, a twitting. with this twitting. all week. Oh, And I'm it's not really surprised. aggravating. <clears throat> it's very aggravating. It's, it's
1: something I don't like, honestly, like I, I don't even know what to say about that. We can do better. We can, we can do so much better. And like that statement's just.
0: CYA. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: So on a positive note.
0: On to the fun stuff. August
1: Drunk Book Club. We are going to have author Mickey Miller join us. And it is next Saturday, August 14th. And we are reading his football romance, *The Holdout*. And then September, a drunk book club. We are doing things a little bit different for the month. We have picked the author, and now our drunk book club members are nominating the book that they want to read the most. Um, so, author Kelly Jameson will be joining us on September 18th. Yes. So, that if is you Kelly are author, yes, Kelly Jameson. Who? Hockey. I mean, we are hockey. Hockey horse, like honestly, we are we really are. hockey horse. We kind of are. But if you are an author listening to the podcast and you would like to hang out with us on drug Book Club, you can ask.
0: And yeah, just send us a message. If you send us a message, if, if you, you, you want to come hang out with
1: us and you write romance,
0: just let us know. Well, and and if you're a listener and you would like to try out Drunk Book Club, aren't sure about the craziness, it is an exclusive piece of our Patreon, which Patreon is what funds the podcast at this time. Mm -hmm. Um, But just ask because we'll let you come try it out. You can hang out with us for one and say, "Okay, you are my people or you are not my people. Wow. Just wow. (laughs) Wow. Because
1: let let me just say. We have some wow moments.
0: We do have a lot of wow moments. You know, people are in their basement writing the winning answers to the game on a box of wine. I mean. Oh, she's when she's locked in the basement. When she's locked in the basement. Um, okay. So for those who did not see our big announcement last mm-hmm. Monday, um, we have a huge event coming for National Read a Book Day, September 6th. We are doing eight-hour live stream on YouTube, on the YouTube. The YouTube, which is, it's a lot. It's a lot.
1: But Carolina, who is Curl Up With Books on Instagram, will be acting as Becky's co-host because my littles are home from school that day, so I cannot sit and hang out on the YouTube for eight hours. Um, But we are having... 14 amazing authors joining us. We have Mariah Enkinman, Eve Casey, Samantha Beck, Ophelia Martinez, Avery Flynn, Roan Parrish, who is our friend, Ser- <laughs> Serena Ackroyd, Gina Azee, Sienna Snow, Zeo Axelrod, Molly McLean. Jay Salmon for the Summer of Salmon. Right. Piper Rain. So duo Piper Rain, who we have never had on the show before. And then duo Jiffy Kate are coming back. So we have right. some amazing authors. And
0: giveaways. And so giveaways. many giveaways. Almost every half an hour has a giveaway, guys. mm mm-hmm. um, Signed paperbacks, book money. It's going to be so fun. So much fun. <clears throat> but we do need something from you, our listeners. We Survey do. says... We are looking for 100 romance readers to fill out the survey for us on our website. Um, It's a super easy, family feud-styled, book-centric romance question survey. Um, And if you fill it out, you are entered in to win a prize. Yes, so many
1: prizes. So So much prizes.
0: prizes. Well, and speaking of prizes... (laughs) speaking of prizes summer reading challenge is coming to an end i does it make you kind of sad yes yes i'm worried that people will not have anything to talk about with us anymore <laughs> i they're gonna revolt i know if right not, we might just have to do a fall no i do not have time for this <laughs> children need educated jobs need done summer <clears throat> only um So we still have four Monday drawings left. We have a Brenda Trim August sponsored bonus giveaway and then Mm -hmm. the grand prize. Yes. Monday's uh, giveaways are August 9th, 16th, 23rd and 30th. Brenda Trim's giveaway will be on the 31st and the grand prize will be awarded live at On Happy Hour with Delta James on September 2nd Mm -hmm. on the YouTube. On the YouTube. Final day to submit bingos is September the 1st at 11.59. I swear then, to God. And then Becky will be bingoing her heart out. All day on the second. All day on the second. I'm going to need so much coffee. Feel free to Just send drink, your bingos in early. The vodka. I'll need vodka by that night. If you're okay. like Lindsay,
1: you're only six books away from filling your entire nine bingo cards.
0: <laughs> oh, Lindsay. That is
1: dedication right there. That is.
0: Um... Okay,
1: so what are you reading this week? Weekend? I am reading actually a new to me author. It was a free series starter, so I figured, hey, why not? So it's a suspense because. be least surprise there. Um, it's called Cabin One by Amanda McKinney, and it's book one of her Steel Shadows Security series. I have not started it yet. I'm starting it tonight, so I may not be sleeping tonight. Okay, if it's if it's that good.
0: It you will have to let us know i will
1: <laughs> what about you what are you reading
0: i'm reading enemies by t i have never read t before and um i needed to take a break from the serena ackroyd mafia little rabbit hole i had been down i don't but this is dark too is it you're like you're i think okay so. I might, so I might not be reading Enemies. I might need a break. You should try it. I don't know. I feel like I read
1: somewhere it's dark, but oh, it might just God. be a bully or enemies to lovers or.
0: So here's the deal. I need football romances to up for my football draft with Heather because I'm afraid. So
1: many, so many wrecks today for football. I know, but I got to read them all. I got to read them all. Yes. Yes. But there might be a happy one in there somewhere. I'll just have to look. Um, Well, you know what? I have one for you. The Homecoming King by Jamie Albright. Okay. I'll check it out. It's funny. Is it in
0: KU? Yeah. Okay. I like it. It's not dark at all. I do not need dark, but I do not want Crazy Town. Somebody suggested that Crazy Town one that I read earlier this spring. You know which one I'm Um, talking about? Oh, that. And I'm like, that is not good football romance. It's Crazy Town romance. We, no.
1: Yeah. Okay, so notable upcoming releases. So August is a big month, at least for me it was.
0: (laughs) It really isn't
1: for me, so, you know. I had so many books I was looking forward to. Okay, so August 8th, we have Guarded, a Salvation Society novel by D.C. Renee. Um, August 9th, Immoral by Nicole Dykes. It is a male-male romance. I think it actually is her first male-male romance. (laughs) Um, Spring Fever, Dating Season Book 5 by Laura Lynn Page and Katie McGee. August 10th, Come With Me, The Baxter Boys Book 4 by Mindy McKinley. The Role by A.B. Wilson. It is her debut release, and she is one of our Buzzing About Romance librarians. Yes. Um, Finding Lexi, Seal Team Hawaii Book 2 by Susan Stoker. The Trouble with Number Nine, The Hockey Hotties, Book Number Two by Piper Rain. And then the August 11th releases we have Meritage, An Unexpected Blend, The Gelbert Family Winery by Kelly Kay, and Taking a Chance, Loving the Wild, Book
0: One by Kat Obie. So you can find a complete list each Sunday on our website of all books releasing that week that we have compiled. If you are listening to this and that we missed a book, make sure you email us and let us know so Mm -hmm. we can add it to our list. If you are an author and have an upcoming release that you would like us to feature on the podcast, just send us us an email. Okay. Next time we are covering the cover. We have not done a cover episode ever. We have not. So, author Rebecca Gallo recently recovered her debut duet Mm -hmm. with the help of a cover model and actor, Ian Brownstone. She shared the experience over on TikTok throughout the entire process and even let TikTok followers help pick their favorite cover options. Mm -hmm. And there were some good ones. There were some good ones. There were some really good ones. Um, Both Rebecca... There are no banner-worthy ones, I don't think. But There's one in there a was... bathtub that's pretty freaking hot. <gasps> oh, that's right.
1: Yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah. There were some...
0: Okay, but anyway. So. Okay, we'll dream about that later. Um, both Rebecca and Ian are going to join us and share with us the process of picking a cover model. We're covering the books and all that fun stuff that goes into covers and the choice that she had to make. So these are this these two books were her actual debut novels that she and he Mm -hmm. published. And she decided that the covers needed updating. They just needed some new appeal. And she still liked the stories and is very proud of the stories. I've read them both. They're, they're very good. Um, If you like political romance, kind of West Wingish feel to them. Um, I don't think I've read those. I know I have read her before, but I've read some of her novellas. I don't think I've read these ones it's a political duet it did have a total west wing vibe to it um i really liked it but she made the choice to update the covers and i'm just curious about the process that it all goes into that and um and a chance to talk to ian a little bit and you know he the does a lot of acting of- he does dunkin donuts commercials so
1: really? yeah Anyway. Mm. So it'll be interesting. I don't have regular TV, so I don't get like normal com- we let he we posts watch posts a lot of them Emu. He on his e- Instagram. He posts the on his Emu Instagram. commercials like in my house.
0: Well no, he posts his Dunkin commercials on Instagram. Also lots mm. of workout pictures. He's worth a follow on Instagram, friends. I anyway. have not
1: followed him on my my mugs thing.
0: So you i might need have to, to do
1: that now. <laughs> okay. But
0: anyway, So husbands stop rolling their eyes. Thank you for joining (laughs) us for this episode of Buzzing About Romance. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody.
2: Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance.